The Long Box Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles The Devil's Due Years. Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codename DJ Christatos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Gerald Albrecht, codename Death Probe. Pat, it's a prescription for danger. Hi, Pat. Hey. I think you called me Gerald. <laughs> Did I call you Gerald? After six years. <laughs> I called you Pete earlier, so it's only fair. Oh. <laughs> I thought I said Jared, but uh, Jared, hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you a spy? Uh, I'm actually Zartan. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jared, whatever. whatever. Yeah. We've been doing this a while. It's whatever. Hey, uh, welcome, everybody, to this podcast. Thanks for that uh, interesting intro, Chris Dados. And to all the green shirts tuning in for this episode, I want to welcome everybody to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way. Through the Devil's Do Run. It's been a while since we've done a giveaway on this show, so we're going to do a giveaway if you are currently listening to this and you are interested in winning a DVD still sealed brand new of G.I. Joe The Mass Device. I think that was the original miniseries, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yes. It's the complete original miniseries on DVD still in the shrink wrap. If you're interested in winning that, hit us up on any of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube and hit us with a comment and you know what use hashtag mass device that'll automatically enter you to win we will announce the winner on the next episode two things jared one okay. did you know in college my name was mass device that was my <laughs> nickname Good and uh, what was the format that the prize is in it was a dvd these nuts yeah thank you pat you rounded that out nicely yes. <laughs> you had a Mildly DVD nuts with the mass device. Yeah, mildly inappropriate joke that was funny, followed by a these nuts joke. You're you're on fire tonight, yep. DJ. And you, we're making sure we're doing it right. It is still shrink wrapped. It is still in the shrink wrap. Yep. That's right. Safety first. Safety first. All right. So once again, if you want to get in on that, just hashtag mass device. Put it on our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube channel, and those are all Longbox Crusade at Longbox Crusade. Longbox do Longbox Crusade. You'll find it. Hashtag mass device you'll be entered to win this dvd make it part of your collection okay with that out of the way on this episode of gi joe chronicles dj cristados and i are going to rotate in a special ops guest as we usually do for this episode our special ops guest is a return guest his name is aaron moss code name overshadowed (laughs) 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 i I, I say that because he got last time we had him on was also the night we had josh blaylock on so aaron was like eh Codename backseat driver. <laughs> Even worse, yes. I guess. So this is your first, like, this is your first real, real show. And so welcome back to Fort Longbox. Until the real guest shows up. And, you know. <laughs> oh, by the way, surprise. <laughs> yes, I, I refer to this as the pity episode. Oh. Uh, hey, you know. Pity on me. Oh, well, you know, it's, I guess we should have him back on. You know, what the heck? His real code name is Brotherhead. He is the host of the G.I. Joe Real American Headcast podcast, which I highly recommend. They have some particularly good co-hosts on there that I'm quite fond of. 
And yours on there sometimes too. It's me and Pat. I'm talking about. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I'm on there sometimes. Pat's on there sometimes. Sometimes both me and Pat. But lately we've been missing each other, Pat. Like yeah, you're there. We have been. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's been a hit and miss of this time around. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there someday. We'll get there someday. Next episode, we'll have Ger- Gerald on with me. Yeah, that Gerald, Gerald guy. Yeah, Gerald. That sounds good. <laughs> really cool. But yes, can easily recommend the Real American Headcast. That's for your old school 80s Marvel G.I. Joe needs. Aaron's going issue by issue, and he, every episode also includes a episode by episode through the cartoon. So you get one issue of the old Marvel comic along with one of the 80s cartoons, and it's a lot of fun. So there's my official recommendation for that show. The Viper is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's the last cartoon we talked about. Since this is your return trip, Aaron, to Fort Longbox, and you got overshadowed last time. I mean, I know we got to hear who your favorite Joes were, and we got your origin story and all that last time. On the return trip, we like to do the follow-up question. Favorite three vehicles. Well, anyone that listens to me know my top vehicle is going to be the Trouble Bubble. Nice. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Probably followed by the Skyhawk. Cool. The, the G.I. Joe flying vehicle. And for the third one, I'm going to go out in the left field and say the Pogo. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I, was, I was like, Aaron's naming like, he's got two things already named in this comic already. I was just, yeah, I was thinking the same I'm thing. Like, yeah, what's he going <laughs> to? Yeah, I was debating the, the Pogo. Yeah. yeah. Like we talked about, I think it was Sunday when we talked for the Bravo team. Uh, the Pogo was in. The mm-hmm. second issue I bought when I started collecting GI Joe, the first one was uh, Raptor, Cobra Commander, introduced Raptor. Yeah, yeah, I brought up Raptor. That you know, he, I've got a special love for Raptor because he was in the first issue I bought that started me collecting it, and the Pogo showed up in this next issue. So I think that's one reason why I like it so much. I know it's corny and goofy, but do you got a thing for Mindbender at all? Oh, I love Mindbender. Okay, yeah, and no, just, yeah, you know, you got a thing for like guys without shirts. I do, I do. That's why Sunday Jerry refers the shirt off. <laughs> no, I just yes, no, I like because Raptor, yeah, Raptor doesn't have a shirt on too, right? No, he doesn't have yeah. a shirt. Okay, that's what I, thought. I was hoping you were going to have a shirt on today. I was hoping. Oh, Mindbender yeah. cosplay. I, I was, you yeah. know, <laughs> you would do an excellent Mindbender cosplay. <laughs> I probably would. Yeah, I, I probably. It's me, Mr. Mindbender. Talk to Kevin about that. He can hook you up. <laughs> Who knows? Heroes Con's coming up. I might maybe I might cosplay as Mindbender at. There you go. Fun, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll go shirtless and I'll be Raptor. We'll go as a duo. That, ooh, that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are off the rails. Okay, let's put it back on the rails. Let me turn it back over to DJ Cristalos for this episode's Intelligence Report. For this mission, we will be covering G.I. Joe number 32. Publisher was Devil's Due. Cover date of July 2004. The writer was Brandon Jerwa, penciler Tim Seeley, and Jason Millett did the backgrounds. Anchor is Corey Hampshire, colorist is Brett R. Smith, and letter goes to Dreamer Designs. On the cover art, we have Tim Seeley, Corey Hampshire, and Val Staples. And speaking about the cover, let's get a cover description from Death Probe. Here we go. I'm going to do a cover description for cover A. There was a cover B, which featured the Wraith, and I didn't do my job to figure out who the creative team was on that cover, but just trust me, there's a cover B that features the Wraith. But cover A is where the magic's at. Cover B is fine. The Wraith cover is fine, but let's talk about cover A. This cover features Cobra Commander in his black hooded uniform with red cape. 
He is in handcuffs, and judging by his angry eyes, he is not too excited about it. That's about all there is to it. It hints the fact that he may be in prison because there are scratches on the wall behind him counting off days, more than likely. But man, the intensity in his eyes and the color of that costume, I'm big on it. But you know what? Let's turn over to Pat, and he can find out who's big on it and why. All right, Jared. Thank you for that cover description. And... As Jared mentioned, let's find out about what we thought about the cover. So we will start with Brother Head. What's your thoughts on the cover? So I like the Dreadnoughts. It's not a great cover. Oh, wait, you're, I'm looking at the wrong 32. No, oh. <laughs> it's not your show. It's our show. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Got to move to the next 32. <laughs> no, as anyone that listens to me know, besides the Trouble Bubble, I love the Hooded Cobra Commander. Out of all the Cobra mm-hmm. Commanders, one of the Hood's my favorite. So this cover is... It's magnificent. I love this cover. I hope I'm not mincing words here. Hope I'm not being too vague about it, but no, I think it's a great cover. I love, yeah, the scratches behind, like, you know, someone's been in jail for a little while. There's the, the hash marks counting down the time. And yeah, just that look in Cobra Commander's eyes that, that Jared mentioned, just fantastic. And Kev, I said that I really love the mask for Cobra Commander. <laughs> I think you meant <laughs> it's great. Yeah, his big red cape and just, yeah, just fantastic. You got the, snake logo on his uniform and yeah, it's a beautiful cover do you like cobra commander with the hood or with the helmet on <laughs> like, let me answer this for aaron he actually prefers battle armor cobra commander i uh, yes yes it's actually my second favorite <laughs> oh, okay so it's hood then battle armor then, then the silver face the regular, yes okay just because then the old battle, style yeah i think battle armor because that was again in the first issue that i mm-hmm. picked gi joe when i started buying it <laughs> Jarrett, what's your thoughts on the cover Ooh, I mentioned earlier, I'm big on it. I think it's really cool. Sometimes uh, simple is cool, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we mention on this show that, you know, how you score a cover, which we'll do momentarily, can hinge on how much you like the character. This is definitely a Cobra Commander character cover. So if you like Cobra Commander, I guarantee you this one's for you. Cobra Commander, like Aaron already said, especially in his hooded form, which I did the mail away for when I was a kid, so he's very special to my heart as well, is most scary-looking form of the three. And you know who else is a really cool and awesome, scary-looking villain? Maybe perhaps the greatest cool, awesome, scary-looking villain of all time is Darth Vader. And it's almost like you took Cobra Commander and Darth Vader and mashed them together. Because now he's in the black outfit. I was going to mention that. Red highlights, those angry, evil eyes, the way he's holding his fists up. If you like Cobra Commander, eh, he's going to get a real, real high score, which eh, probably will. What do you think, Pat? You took the words right out of my mouth with the black costume and the red that just really pops. Although I do like the blue, but I think there's just, yeah, something when they made the change over to the black costume really makes him pop and just become more menacing than that kind of, you know, bluish. I don't want to say baby blue, but it really works on him on this. I like it. And that rakish angle as you're looking down on him. That he's like, get me out of here. I want to get out. Was a free man. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think this is very simple. You know what's happening. uh, And it wants you to open it up and just continue to read on and what's going on with this. What do you guys think? Do you like the blue or do you like the black? A little bit of both? Yes. I like having the choices. I particularly like, I know Aaron's a guest, so he should go first, but screw him. I particularly like when he's in the blue, when he does it as uh, almost like a business suit. I've got a figure of him oh, in the sure, business sure. suit with the blue hood. Like, I really like that. Mm-hmm. 
But when you when he's in the black, he needs to go full Vader like he is yeah. right here. That's my opinion. Aaron, what do you think? Yes. Thanks for being oh. here. All right. <laughs> I, I kind of prefer the blue just because it's the original. Sure. And, I, and yeah, I'll have that action figure of Cobra Commander in the front of the boat or behind the podium with the middle okay. I love that look. Uh, that's kind of like the, the original origin of Cobra Commander type thing. But no, this black, like you guys said, yeah, it's kind of mixed with Darth Vader and it just, yeah, it pops with that red. So I, I like them both. I like them both. You know, and for figure collectors out there, the the one with the podium where he's in the suit in the hood comes in blue and black. So you can get it either way. Oh, oh I didn't. Okay. I have them both because oh, oh. you're fancy. fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. All right. Well, with the cover thoughts out of the way, why don't we find out how we would rate this on a scale of one to 10 flag points, one meaning you didn't like it at all, and 10 meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it. I don't know what you'd be recruiting for this, but maybe for the Joes. I would think, you know, <laughs> hey, we're so bad, we can capture the bad guys here. Aaron, brother head, what will you rate this? Well, I want to go nine and a half just because I know you guys don't like halves. No, I've got to give it a full 10. Yo, Joe! The nine and a half is just to get your go because you know, I know halvesies and long boxers say don't go well together. <laughs> not, not unless you join November. Yep. <laughs> But no, I, I want to give this one a full 10. This I would love to have this as a poster to hang up in Manland. That would be fantastic. All right, cool. Jared, are you with him on the 10? 100%. He just said it. You know, the, the question for me for a 10 is always, if they made this a poster, is it, yeah, it's poster worthy. Especially if you like Cobra Commander and you like him in the Black Hooded, then mm-hmm. oh, full oh, speed yeah. ahead. This is yeah, all. it's a it's a 10. Yo, Joe! I love it. I'm with you guys as well, too, on this. This is a 10. Poster worthy for me. Be cool to have just kind of hanging there. And, you know, it'd be cool to kind of have it in the bathroom that wake up and then you do that pose and you're like, ooh, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like, <laughs> you know, morning mantra. Sure. I want to be men- <laughs> menacing. I want to be. Right in the morning. Yeah. Well, maybe my life was different than everybody else's, but. I do that in the morning. Of course, I work <laughs> for the government, so we expect. <laughs> <laughs> The real question is if Cobra Commander is like in jail, does he go to like the local high schools and stuff and do like the whole scared straight talk, you know, (laughs) talk to the kids about prison life and how they should avoid it? Like, I think that'd be fun story to follow. (laughs) First of all, kids, never put your trust in Major Blood. That guy's an. (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Can I talk? Can I say that? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. The principal said I had to wash my mouth. (laughs) He's a too. But anyway. I'm just here because get my do my time, kids. Natural cool. Come join Cobra. <laughs> and that's one thing. No, knowing is half the battle. You know, I wish I would have known that ahead of time. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gotten at all these battles. <laughs> oh. With the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief. On G.I. Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit, is what the script says, but we keep getting Cobra on the <laughs> randomizer but hey you know what maybe the, today's the day dj cristados pull the randomizer and let us know what point of view i'm gonna tell the synopsis from well jerry guess what it's cobra it's cobra you know what it, i'm so burned out on it like i didn't even really write the story from cobra synopsis i just wrote a summary so <laughs> <laughs> let's get to it cobra attack! 
Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Claymore, and Lieutenant Falcon defeated Overkill in the Badhikstan Desert, but they were ultimately captured by Tomax and Zaymont, who have struck a deal with the Coil forces that are controlling Badhikstan. Coil has joined forces with Cobra once again. Dr. Mindbender is attempting to blackmail Zartan with the video of the reveal that his brother Xandar betrayed Cobra by joining Coil, but Zartan doesn't seem impressed or threatened in any way. Cobra Commander and Baroness led an attack on a G.I. Joe train that supposedly was carrying Destro. Spoiler, it did not contain Destro, <laughs> but it was a honeypot to capture Cobra Commander, which, thanks to some betrayal by the Baroness, was successful for the Joes, but at great cost. Hawk has been shot by the commander, and it doesn't look good at all. Meanwhile, in the Wraith backstory, the Wraith has bested Beachhead, Shipwreck, and Grand Slam, and busted Scrap Iron and Major Blood out of prison. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Still lots going on. You mean a Cobra Cobra plan was destroyed by betrayal within Cobra? (gasps) (laughs) What? Never. (laughs) Okay. Okay, now it's time for our highs and lows for this issue. We will do two rounds of each, and then Pat's going to do what he wants. Aaron, we will start with you in round one. High, low, or what the? I am going to give a high. Just honestly, there's so many. But I'm going to go straight to the punch, the the fight between Hawk and Cobra Commander. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I'm sure everyone has on their list at least twice, but mm-hmm. that, that battle between Hawk and, and Cobra Commander was just epic. It's been so long since I read this series when I, I just reread it the other night for the show. And I'm like, oh, I forgot how great, you know, not Larry Hama great, but I'm prejudiced. But it, it, it was it was a great battle. It, it certainly was. I felt like, speaking of Larry Hama, that Josh does a good job, or in this case, Brandon does a good job of knowing and loving the source material. Something we talked about recently on your show, Aaron. Yep. And I think you're right. That fight felt like, it was at the time 20 years in the making. Yes. Like mm-hmm. these guys have been at each other since 82 and here we are. And this is about 2002. Right. So yeah, it's been 20 years. And in that fight was just like, Hawk was like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not stopping. And Cobra commander was like, I'm not either. <laughs> so it, it was, uh, it was legit. It was really legit. I, I agree with Aaron. I think Larry will always be the champion of Joe, but man, I think uh, Brandon and Josh, are underrated. I think they're quite good. And Pat and I have talked about that before too. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Pat, it's your, your turn to talk. Well, like Aaron, I really enjoyed the action that's all over in this issue. There is action right away in the beginning when you have Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and the, that team that's there in Pakistan. Did I say that right? Badistan, Badistan, Pakistan. Badistan. Badistan. Yeah, it's Bad Hickstan is how it's spelled. Bad Hickstan. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I really enjoyed that battle, that sub front uh, with Overkill. And then you go into this other battle that happens on the, the honey pot that you called it. I really enjoyed that as well, too. And made, made me just kind of keep turning the page and turning the page on this one. So that alone, the action. And you want to say this is the final issue in the series, right? But it ends with a to be continued. Yeah, it's the final issue of this story arc. Yeah. But yeah, there's clearly, clearly other things going on. Yeah. What about you, Jared? I didn't read it. So. Okay. Is anyone here surprised or shocked? No. (laughs) No, I'll tell you what. A high that I liked, and I'll I'll be slightly more specific in my first round, is the action at the beginning with the team in the desert. 
when they take down Overkill. And there's actually quite a good storytelling moment that you don't get a lot that Overkill actually pleads with Snake Eyes to kill him. Yeah. He doesn't want to be what he is anymore. He yeah. goads him. He reminds mm-hmm. him of all the friends that he killed back in the Real American Hero series that, you know, yeah. Aaron covers. Yeah, It'll be back. several, several, several issues before he ever gets there. Yes, it'll be a little bit <laughs> back when he was a saw viper. And now, yeah, he reminds him of all that of the friends he killed. And it it almost works. Snake Eyes gets really violent with him. That's when the story takes a turn because Overkill is literally crying. Like, just kill me, please kill me. And Snake Eyes does the honorable thing and doesn't. But is it really the honorable thing? Because now he's forced Overkill to live this life. and <laughs> He doesn't want to live. So it's almost crueler. In a way, yes. but I thought yeah. that was I was like, wow, I was like page three. I was like, what a poignant <laughs> moment on page three. Yeah, yeah I would have thought I'm like, like, you know, dude, just do it, do it. You know, he and nobody's gonna miss overkill. <laughs> yeah, but then like he just puts that knife right next to him, and you see that right next to him is like, oh, he didn't do it. And the guy just he's just crying there, staring at him, like, just kill. And I'm like, oh bloody. Yeah, I just think it did a real good job of taking overkill from a one-note villain to an extra layer that's like, whoa, okay, that's deeper than i would have thought Mm -hmm. you know so you know kudos to brandon and let's go back to the top of the order aaron it's the second and final round make it a good one before we give it the pat and he destroys everything i've got to give it up for as i mentioned earlier the trouble bubbles launching uh there was a couple good things i I was going to mention the Mm -hmm. saw viper and that whole thing because again like you said it comes back from the real american hero issue it was 109 that they refer back to which is a decade or more past but no, that, again, the trouble bubbles and the Skyhawk are being my, my favorite vehicles, having them both and just seeing the trouble bubbles. Just like I say, no matter what it is, whether it's on the page or on the cartoon, just a trouble bubble for some reason makes me smile. That would be my other high would be just seeing the trouble bubbles launching from the back of that truck. That was cool. It was just awesome. <laughs> I love it's, it. They're like air scooters, you know? <laughs> yes. Like if you had a scooter or a little Vespa or whatever those things were, you know? I had one when I was younger, and so I would pretend I would ride my trouble bubble around. <laughs> We're starting, I'm doing a role-playing game with some guys, and I was talking to the guys doing the game mastery, and he's like, well, what's one? What's that you guys are looking forward to or you guys want to see? I'm like, I'm telling you right now, Eric, my goal during the, one of these campaigns is to get my character a trouble bubble somehow. I'm going to steal one somehow, and my character's <laughs> going to get a trouble bubble. <laughs> How long until you overthrow Eric and you become the game master? master. I just I know I'm waiting for that. <laughs> We'll see. I'm going to dress up Grayson's little clown. And- <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right, Pat, take your first stab at round two. <laughs> well, let's talk about the art in this. Go on. Again, very well done art with the action that's happening. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, you could definitely tell the storytelling that's going on. But what really stood out to me is the panel layouts. You think about art. It does help tell the story, but I think also the panels help tell the story pacing and what's happening. I mean, just even at the last page, uh, the page before the last page, you have the six panel layout and and you have the blam when someone gets shot, Cobra Commander gets shot and Hawk gets shot. But then at the end, you see the kind of panels kind of crumble and just kind of fade. I don't want to say fade away, but just kind of the layout just kind of falls sort of a zoom out if it was with a camera zoom out and just uh they're not square anymore they're kind of just like rakish. I, I don't know rakish, yeah. just falling yeah, yeah. I, I like that. falling with that i like it 
the two top are two four squares together and straight and then you see just that fade and fall out panel artwork so um really great i like it and the color in this too as well just something about the color in this time you know you can tell that you know it's the computer coloring that's going on but it really pops in an action story like Mm -hmm. this I remember Delvin Cox being on the show and commenting about how the color, he can just tell it's from this period in a really good way. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, Pat, you know, as an amateur independent comic book maker, panel layout can really make or break your pacing. Uh, Monstrous Mark Hathaway, the pencil I work with, is quite good at it. But yeah, I particularly like the page you reference where Hawk gets shot. It's a very poignant blam moment. Then there's like a you spend a little time looking at his stunned face and then your next shot is him falling down with blood on him reflected in Cobra Commander's mask. Mm-hmm. And just as Cobra Commander sort of has that moment of victory, he gets shot. <laughs> it's like, dang, a lot going on in great panel. I agree, Pat. All right. For my last one, I'm actually going to do uh, two things. Pull a pat here, but they're both in the same scene. It's just a simple scene where basically Mindbender tries to blackmail Zartan and Zartan doesn't seem to care. He's like, whatever. Two things. One, I love the design of sickly Zartan with the mask with the hose on it. Like, it's a cool design for him. But again, kudos to the art team. This next comment is only going to make sense to you, Pat. On that same page. You on that page? Mm -hmm. First panel. Don't stare at it. Just glance at it. If you just glance at it, doesn't it look like Zartan is one of the alligator people from that movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. The alligator on the wall. Yeah. It looks like it's his head. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you just kind of quick pull it. Yeah, if you just quick glance, I was like, alligator people? What the heck? Uh, Aaron, we covered a movie called Alligator People on Saturday Matinee. (laughs) It's a surprisingly good 50s sci-fi movie. (laughs) Check that out. It's actually worth your time. It's like a 75-minute Brisk, good movie. It was. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. For not being Larry Hama, Josh, and the other guy, yeah, they did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. It, Pat and I beat this drum on every, almost every episode. Yeah. It's like a lot of people just kind of when this showed up in the 2001, were just like, oh, it's not Larry. It's not Marvel. And passed it by. And mistake. Absolute mistake because it is a I good quality. Thing, but I still bought it because it was GI Joe. Yeah, I still. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still got it. It's not. It's not what I want, but I'll buy it. I'm like, oh damn, this is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Going mm-hmm. back through these, rereading it, it's like wow, you know, and 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 with the eyes of okay, this is an alternate path that could have happened, you know, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. What's one thing I like about the series is that it continued Larry's run. Mm-hmm. And I know Larry, when he came back on for IDW, he continued his run. But this was a fine continuation from what Larry was doing. Baylock and everyone else that worked on this book that picked it up afterwards was just. Where they were honoring everything. Phenomenal. Too, right? like, yes. Well, I see this here. It's referring back to the Saw Viper killing all those Joes. So, I mean, it's it's definitely not ignoring what Larry did. Yeah. Excellent. Pat. All right. You want me to get back? Bring, okay. bring us home with your. Um... Aaron and I are going to get some drinks. You uh, you tell us what you're <laughs> still on your list of things to talk about. All right. Well, sit back, good boys, because it's going to be a long ride here. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I just want to continue from where you were talking about with Dr. Mindbender. See him in, in that the Cobra outfit that he's got on. Yeah, it's a straight up Viper outfit. Viper I think. outfit. Yeah, that's what it is. Viper mm-hmm. outfit. I think 
That's pretty cool. I like that, seeing him in that kind of an outfit. Yeah, I didn't even realize he had switched it up until he mentioned it just now. I, well, I'm assuming that's how he got off the island. Yeah, somewhere there's a viper running around shirtless, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wearing a monocle. Yes. <laughs> now I'm Dr. Mindbender. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? But I like how you mentioned it, too, is just like he tried to get the upper high end on Zartan. And you know what? They ain't having it at all. Poor Dr. Mindbender. And you knew with Baroness, that was kind of an interesting turn, but it's like, oh, you I'm like, oh, I knew it. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> she played it up for a while. Yeah. My favorite thing about Baroness, maybe this is in your notes, Pat. I know you have a lot of it. My favorite thing is like at some point, I think her vehicle got damaged and she yeah. found like the sexiest way yeah. to like to perch on the top of that damaged vehicle. Like, with her, yeah, she got the knee kind of kind of like leg kicked out. Like she's on an Instagram. Like yeah, my yeah. my vehicle's damaged. Hashtag combat life. LOL. <laughs> Damn, I look good. <laughs> she did too. <laughs> oh yeah. But I, what I like though is that you know she was playing Cobra Commander all the way, even and not kind of responding to him when he was doing the check ins and all that with him too. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. Whatever. She was playing him and. Cobra betrayal on the battlefield, like Aaron said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would have guessed? <laughs> interesting. Interesting. And you know what reminds me back back in the the Hama series where where she gets shot, right? And the his tank is like the first 10 issues or so, didn't he? Right after that, I think. Somewhere in there. 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. Not too deep into the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she gets left behind. So I'm like, all right, that's kind of some payback or, or you know, stuff going on there. So her kind of, you leave me on the battlefield. I'm going to leave you on the battlefield. Take this. and pew, pew, pew. Ah, The sound effects are great. Yes. But that's about all I had. I mean, it was a interesting ending, I guess, to the story arc. So now we got to know what happens with Hawk. Is he going to live? Is he going to die? What, what What's going on here? That's one of the few things of this story run that I remember. I remember what happens to him. Okay. We'll I, I, I can't remember. When we get there. Yeah. And speaking about Hawk, him... Letting Duke say what he had to say. Then he goes right into being the general and starting telling everybody, hey, we need to do this and that. And then goes right back to Duke and says, apology, yep. go do what you do. Because <laughs> Duke just right away when he said, we got to go do this and that, Duke, get you guys ready. Duke starts spitting off commands and all that. And he's like, Duke is in Duke mode again and just doing what he needs to do as a leader. Yeah. And it's a good continuation from last issue where Duke wasn't getting along with Hawk. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of shows you there's a rift in Joe and they repaired it like professionals. There was a rift in Cobra and it ruined their moment of victory. Mm. And with that deep thoughts by Jared, (laughs) (laughs) I'll hand it back to DJ Cristados for IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue. Well, hey Jared, it's me, Orsted. You know, I love your deep thoughts and uh, just keep them coming, man. Keep those thoughts coming. I love them. <laughs> hey, Orsted, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it for you, bro. Cool, man. Cool. I love it. It just gives me something to ponder, you know, when I'm just sitting here and just mellowing out. It's just like, you yeah, just man. At, you look at the I get, stars. You get me. <laughs> look yeah. at the stars and think about these yeah. things. Yeah, I lay down on the green grass. <laughs> nice. I'm just like, you know, I just want to hug you, man. Thanks, Orsted. Hey, no problem, bro. All right, and for those of you who don't speak military 
the GI report means we're going to score this issue story on the same one to ten flag points. It's an scale. IG's report. Huh? The so GI. GI. It's oh, IG. Sorry. Okay. IG stands for Inspector General. General. Oh, I the, they come in and inspect the units to see if how combat ready they are. They do like inspection oh. to make sure your equipment's ready, your people are ready, your processes are good, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Very good. I didn't know that. I've I been to IG training class and I've been part of IG teams before. Oh. So like I would they send me to some unit I've never been to. Yeah. And you know, you're you're kind of a pain in the butt to them for about mm-hmm. a week, you know. Hey, you asking about their processes and looking yeah. for weak links in the chain. Anyway, there's. this has been your military moment with Jared. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. And for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue story on the same 1 to 10 flag points scale we used earlier. Aaron, Mr. Brotherhead, how would you rate this issue? Can I give it a 12? No, I... <laughs> There's no halves, but it doesn't have a half in it, so yes. (laughs) I give it a number one as long as the whole number. No, I I think this was, yeah, top notch 10. Yo, Joe! Great. I say, leaves you on a cliffhanger. You know, did Hawk die? Did Cobra Commander die? What, you know, what's going to happen? All out battle throughout the issue. And just, I say, that that fantastic battle between Hawk and Mm -hmm. Cobra Commander and Baroness betraying him as usual. You know, it's just fantastic. References back to Larry Hama's book. It's got trouble bubbles, vipers. I mean, it's got almost everything I could want in it. Very cool. Nicely packaged together for Aaron. Yes. All of Mr. Outback and Raptor and I'd be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, how many flight points? You know, I'm going all in with Aaron. Uh, uh, so we're double tens. We're tens on the cover. We're tens on the story. Yo, Joe! It's one of those things where it started out with that desert story, and that was real strong and surprising. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this book already has at an eight, and then you had the Zartan layer, and then you had the big train battle, and then oh my god, Hawk's been shot like at the end cliffhanger, just like Aaron said, just kept building eight, eight and a half, nine, nine and a half. Well, there's no halves involved. It went eight, nine, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> and ten. So you know, long story short, Pat, ten. Oh, I, I see you secretly use halves though. You want me to pat, but I I can see the coming from here. <laughs> you see the half salves up to if you have a half here and a half there, it adds up to a one. Well, you see too that Aaron can attest that I invited him to this like three days ago. I realized we didn't have a guest book for this one, so for all I knew, Joe November could have been here. So I had to be prepared with half stories. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but again, didn't have anyone. So oh, oh anyway, I was I guilted him into it, you know. <laughs> Oh man, I thought you had me on your show, but you overshadowed me. <laughs> he started crying, man. Started I did. Crying. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't. Once he started crying, I was just like, okay. He said, listen here, Saul Viper. <laughs> Cry all you want. Around crying, you know. I was sad and pathetic. And then I started crying. <laughs> well, well, he cleans up his emotions over there. Pat, what was your final score? In talking with you guys on this, I was, I was, I had a nine, but I think I'm going to go a 10. Thinking back on all five issues that we've gone through now, very well done with the storytelling. And I think it came to a an ending. It's like the ending of the movie. And you're like, oh, wait, there's Marty. There's something wrong with the kids. You got to go back. <laughs> and, but it's like, oh, no, there's something wrong with General Hawk. You got to go back. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to reward this episode's Silver Star Medal or Silver Snake for Sneaky Snakeitude, either in gallantry in action or Sneaky Snakeitude in Sneaky Snakeitude, right? 
Yeah. Say sneaky snakeitude one more time. Sneaky snakeitude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is where we each get to award the character in this issue who went above and beyond or went below and under for sneaky snakiness of the Call of Duty. So, Aaron, who is your silver star or sneaky snake? A lot of great choices, but I'm going to have to give a sneaky snake to Baroness. Ooh. I the entire time and, you know, shooting him in the bag. It's just very Cobra-like and very, you should have anticipated it because it's the Baroness. Mm-hmm. But it kind of came out of left field. Yeah. So, no, I, I'm going to give it to the Baroness. She definitely played him like a chump. Jarrett, Silver Star or Sneaky Snake? I could try to be cool and switch it, but my original thought was Baroness. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. going to even try to be cool. I think Baroness, like you said, over this entire story arc, played Cobra Commander like a fiddle. Yeah, she did, actually. She yeah. trained him at just the right moment. Looked super sexy crawling out of a damaged vehicle somehow. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Baroness has got it going on in this issue. Yeah, I was going to name some other people who could win it, but I'll save it for you, Pat. Well, I'm going to agree with you guys, too. And it's we're agreeing a lot on this issue. But Baroness, yeah, definitely gives the sneaky snake because she was really sneaky, not only in this one, but in the whole overall story. When I go back and think about it, she made it look like she was betraying her lover, the guy that, you know, her husband, as she referred to him in this issue. Doing all that just to continue to work with Cobra Commander. But I want to give a runner-up, and I'll let you guys all give a runner-up too, just to make the show go even longer. My runner-up is Duke, because I think he would get the Silver Star for just, you know, being a man and manning up for what he did and Mm -hmm. asking for forgiveness. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Jared, you had a runner-up? Yeah, there's a bunch of runners-up, and since we're all picking one, I don't want to take them all. I'll just name one. Zartan. Mm -hmm. Unflappable here's where you killed your brother because he betrayed and I had this evidence. And he was like, and <laughs> I'm Maurice Feldman Zartan. You're Dr. Mindbender. Know your role. <laughs> you know, it's just not phased at all. I thought that was really baller. So I'll save, I think maybe the next most obvious runner up for Aaron. <laughs> Probably not. Cause I, again, I'm slow on social cues and things like that. So, <clears throat> Why well, I gave a slippery snake, so I'm gonna give a silver star to Snake Eyes. Oh, yeah, for the bad. whole all viper, and you know he could have killed him, and no one would have blamed him because they're in the middle of a war, and you know saw viper killed. I lost count how many Joes. I was like nine or eleven or something way back when, and mm-hmm. he had a chance to just you know and pet saw viper out of his misery. But again, did he do a good thing by not killing him? Because I mean that's the honorable thing is not kill somebody, but. When you you're, look like the Saw Viper does, I'm going to keep referring to him as a Saw Viper because that's who his ways is to me. <laughs> but yeah, when he put this knife next to his head and refused to kill him, it just, it did the honorable thing, but it also, as Jared said earlier, it, well, it's going to make him suffer even longer. So, you know, hell with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a win-win for Snake Eyes. Yeah. I actually thought someone might give it to Hawk, you know, sacrifice it. The, no, the, not about the, it. And... We haven't talked much about the backup story other than I just mentioned because it was it was pretty simple. Wraith broke this guy out of jail, but like he they kind of showed the power and strength of Wraith by having him defeat Shipwreck Beachhead and Grand Slam, which yeah. was impressive because uh, I don't like it because Beachhead's my favorite. But mm-hmm. I really thought it was cool that Grand Slam got a moment like he's a character that doesn't get a lot of moments, but like 
when he thought he had the upper hand on him, he was talking trash, singing this song about <laughs> about how he was going to shove a grenade up in something or I don't know what it was. <laughs> but I was like, it's just cool to see Grand Slam get some limelight for a second. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, we've yeah. given away far too many awards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. We didn't really talk about the Wraith story in here. It was very good. Short good i am interested to see where they're going with this now that he's you know sprung out the people that he needed to get out and back for destro so destro still's got a hand in here somewhere yeah i I, again don't remember much about this arc i remember what happens to hawk and i know the wraith story is going to converge i okay i remember a cover of wraith and snake eyes squaring off Mm. Mm -hmm. and i'm looking forward to that all right yeah the wraith was decent story but it was definitely overshadowed by everything else that preceded it so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> if we have an expert here on being overshadowed <laughs> yeah, I, I feel much like the raid you know <laughs> or you know overshadow never mind that's i'll go cry later <laughs> uh, well we'll let aaron have some tissues and while he we hand some out to him why don't we hand it back to jared for his segment called death probes toy chest it's here, the G.I. Joe collection, each sold separately. G.I. Joe from Hasbro. Thank you, Pat. In this segment, I will give you something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. For this issue, I've selected Hawk. Hawk was originally the missile commander. His specialties included artillery and field medic. His original figure was, well, much like those original figures. He was plain OD green, except he had silver tack gear and he's blonde. Accessories included a dark green helmet and a clear visor. He came with the mobile missile system. Pretty clever marketing on G.I. Joe's part. If you want the ultimate leader, you have to buy a vehicle. (laughs) He was first released in the U.S. Toy Stars as part of Series 1 in 1982, and he was discontinued in 1984. There are, at the time of this recording, which is June of 2022, 21 versions of Hawk. If you count the 1.5 version, because he they have version one, which is the straight arm, and then 1.5 is when they add swivel arm. So if you don't count that, there's 20. If you do, there's 21. Hawk was promoted from Colonel to General with the version two figure release in 1986, as we discussed on a recent episode of Bravo Team on Aaron's Real American Headcast. And uh, that is General Hawk, or if you had originally, Colonel Hawk. Now, as usual, we will find out who had it, who didn't. I will tell you right now, I did not have it as a kid, but I have him in my collection now. He has been found and acquired via yard sale. Pat, did you have Hawk? I did not have Hawk, but I did like when they re-released him, you know, in the the jacket. Version 2 is the best version of Hawk, yes. Even though, you know, I like the old D green ones too, you know, the originals. You know, you get some love for those guys. Certainly. We talked about this, too. That that was a good sort of split because he was so easily confused with Duke because they had such a similar Mm -hmm. look. Like, that's where they kind of darkened his hair, gave him the leather jacket, the cooler helmet, 45 pistol sidearm. Yeah. Yeah. Version 2 is where it's at. I concur. Aaron, did you ever have a hawk of any version? I had Raptor. No, I'm joking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's like a hawk. (laughs) Falcon, which is Hawk Jr., but that's another story entirely. I did not have the original version you referred to, but I did have General Hawk. I did have version two of them. I, I did get that one. Yeah, like Pat said, not to not give any love to the original Joes, but yeah, the, the General Hawk was a much better figure. 
I think we all concur version two is where it's at. Although he's had some cool recent versions, by the way. And I picked up a lot of those. So General Hawk, I think there's 21 versions. I don't know if I have all 21. If I had to yeah, guess, boy. I'd say I have maybe a dozen of them. Yeah, that's interesting. 21. All right, next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms. Call it, G.I. Joe. Go get Breaker. He can do it. As always, we'll start off Combat Comms with our roster of our battle-hardened Crusader Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy early access to special long box video episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on the show programming, and so much more. How much more? Well, just you wait and see. We'll tell you. So these are the folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Elburn Elvis. Bill Beer. Blast it or stash it. Braxton Underwood. Captain Entropy. Clinton Robinson. Dave Collins. Gary Viola. Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. Jason Keen, Jeremy L. Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman, Jim Jarman. I hope you like Jim Jarman too. Joe Havsies Thomas. John Watson. Josh Strickland. Candace Ward. Captivating Kathy Bright, the MVP. Mark Ross. Maxwell Traver. Miranda W. P.D. Devins. Paul Hicks. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present, codename Jeff. Captain Rob Morgan. Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Maney. Sean Urbanski. Spidey67. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Tony Pennington. And Toronto Cop. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind that we record these episodes well in advance of release. So if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, don't worry about it. Just let us know that we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it all straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, Pat, I like what you said earlier on and, you know, I'm interested. Tell me a little bit more. And why not? I will. Let me tell you a little bit more. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Well, it's simple. You just head on over to patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to the amazing world of the crusaders club not just some access jared okay it's like like medium level access no 75 percent access no jared there's even more access than that can you believe it how much i'm talking all the access <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for that i don't know if they're ready for that <laughs> i don't know if they're ready for it either but you know what we're gonna give it to them anyway that's what they deserve all the access so come and check it out now let's see what messages we have from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us in breakers comsat communications officer code name breaker these are from episode 30 where we featured issue 30 with our guest jason keen and yes we got to meet the real jason keen code name weasel skull yeah Still out on that guy, but, you know, I don't know if it's Jason. <laughs> and he just showed up with a, you know, Mission Impossible mask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jason King was great. We only got one comment out there. Oh, no. People need to get your game up. We got one comment on that episode, and it was from Paul Hicks, codenamed Beardhead? <laughs> Some, the beard? I, yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember either. <laughs> but Paul says, I get so excited whether we'll get the plot from Cobra's point of view 
or cobras? <laughs> Hashtag consistentizer instead of a randomizer. He's right. We still He's right. Yeah. Haven't got- <laughs> have no doubts. It's always gonna be cobra. Yeah. <laughs> apparently so <laughs> folks out there listening i legitimately run a randomizer every time before i write the synopsis and it has popped cobra a lot yeah that's a, well it's a 50 50 chance and you know what i mean it is what it is but i still love them you still He's do a great job me. on them. hey thanks man. it's great i enjoy them and l- listeners if you want to be a part of the show and you know what you want to be a hero you know what a hero does a hero sends a message in or makes a comment to a podcaster's feed. And that really boosts the podcaster up and, you know, really makes us feel good and, and gets you interacted with us. So please be a hero today, not only for the Longbox Crusade, but for any podcast out there. Be your hero and send some feedback to somebody. Make them smile. And as a reminder, not only can you leave a message, but you can also call us and leave us a voice message as well, too. And that number is 707-532-5269. That number again is 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. As a reminder, Pat, one of the special things we do, if you call 707-532-5269, and if you just say, Yo, Joe, we will add you to our Yo, Joe stack of people saying Yo, Joe at the outro we had a nice uh, young lady send one of those in recently. Mm-hmm. So you hear her voice in the Yo Joe as we close out on every episode. So even if you just want to call in 707-532-5269 to give us a Yo Joe, we will add you to the uh, voices that all say Yo Joe at the end of the show. You'll be a permanent part of the show. And that brings us to mission complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. If you want to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, vintage TV, serials, movies, and more, Check out the entire Longbox Crusade Network. DJ Cristados, where can they find that? Well, Jared, I am glad you asked. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and most podcatchers out there. Just go ahead and search Longbox Crusade. We're also on the World Wide Web at www.longboxcrusade.com. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, all at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Jared. Awesome. If you want to chat with us online personally, we could be found at back to you, Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Chris Tatos01. Back to you, Jared. And you can find me, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is all at Yard Sale Artist. Or you can check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. I have several G.I. Joe offerings on my website. You could buy some cool art hang it on your wall, put some coin in my pocket. Then I can buy food for my family. Then I don't have to get kicked out of my house. I don't have to get divorced. You could save me from a lot of trouble. Buy some art. Okay. <laughs> said, Aaron, thank you for being here. Please pimp your shows and let people know where to find you. Well, I've got like a million shows just because I have too much free time in my hands. But my okay, main pimp, pimp two of your shows. <laughs> show, since this is a G.I. Joe show, I'm going to pimp my, my G.I. Joe show which at this point is now a weekly show for the most part. It's the second Tuesday of the month. I have GI Joe, a real American headcast. And that's where I talk about their Larry Hama GI Joe comic and the cartoon that was out at the same time. The fourth Thursday of the month, I have Bravo team where I talk about anything else Joe related. We just talked about GI Joe, the movie, uh, which will be out the end of June. Uh, we talked about snake eyes, in the movie less about that, the better we've talked about the toys we talk about anything is open fair game on Bravo team. 
And then to make it a monthly show, the first Thursday and the third Thursday of the month, the first and third Thursdays of the month, I've got a new show called G.I. Joe, The Adventure Continues. And this is where I talked about earlier the role-playing game from Renegade Studios. Uh, Eric, the game master, and me and three other guys, we've decided to play G.I. Joe and me being addicted to podcasting, asked if I could record it. So I'm putting that out as a new show. So that way, G.I. Joe's monthly on the Headcast Network. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I look yeah. forward to my invite to the role-playing game. Yeah, me too. I'd love to play Orsted. <laughs> <laughs> you going to be Orsted? Yeah. Or I'd be a, I could be a Viper with the, you know, with the pouch. And I would always have something kind of crazy in the pouch. Yeah, like you never know what I got. Jelly Bellies or heroin. (laughs) (laughs) No heroin. I I, I like the change there between Jelly Bellies to heroin. uh, It was a leap. leap. (laughs) Not really. If you make them right, and you just (laughs) you've said enough fat. You said enough. Yeah, (laughs) Jelly can be like heroin. Never mind. Anyways, (laughs) just things still on. (laughs) Pat, stop tapping your. (laughs) I don't know what jelly beans are like, so I can't comment on that. But. But yes, I can be found on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash groups slash G.I. Joe. I'm on Twitter. I've got to look and see at G.I. Joe Headcast. And I'm on Instagram under Headcast Network. So definitely take a look. And besides those shows, I've got like six other shows. Awesome. Like I said, Pat and I get involved in a lot of Aaron's shows as well. We're sort of like a big G.I. Joe community. So we definitely encourage you to check out Aaron's shows. So... Thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Do Years. We'll see you on the battlefield next episode where we cover issue number 33, The Road Less Traveled. Until then, platoon, fallout. Yo, Joe! The music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at Joseflin99. That's J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You will not regret it. Oh, it's my turn. I was too busy having fun. I was going to say, maybe I'd go as Orsted. The bits and bits and bits. I'm trying to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. You want to be Orsted? That's cool. Yeah, man. You know, I love being Orsted. I'd be like, hey, man, I'm just here to hang out with some buddies at Heroescon here, man. Anyway, <laughs> don't back. crush my groove, man. Don't crush it. <laughs> I come back with those soft pretzels, and you'd be like, man, that's got a lot of preservatives in it, man. It's got a lot of salt and carbs. <laughs> and carbs, and let me take that from you. And then I take it, and then I go and put some smothered mus- mustard on it. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably go as the game master. <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of, I, I don't mean to hurt your feelings but you do kind of look like you're an yep, yep. and I told my wife afterwards about that and I showed her the game now she's like oh my god oh there you go it's perfect Halloween what you can do there you go thought about seeing if I can find a suit like that and dress up as the game master just to do it I dig it oh. <laughs> okay my turn now back to me <laughs> Yeah, I ahead. just read now and now I figured out in the script where I'm at, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so RBS and gave you time to figure out where you're at. Yes, it did. Otherwise, it just be a blank pause there. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just staring at each other. One of those nights. Issue <laughs> 21. You wanted me, Peppy, and now I'm too. <laughs> you're in the you're right in the sweet spot where I like you, Pat. <laughs> okay, good.
All right, then let me just take my pants off and script down. Pants up. Oh, wait. I'm literally not wearing pants right now, by the way. I seriously am not. Ooh. Aaron knows I came straight from the shower over, over there. Yeah, we showed me earlier. I, I don't know why, Ooh. but you know, he's sitting there praying around. And... I, I usually, it's, you know, Ooh. it's cheaper Ooh. than my OnlyFans page. Yeah. What do you think of that mass device? Ooh. <laughs> Still the I like to call it the weather dominator. <laughs> I asked my wife whether or not we do, you know, <laughs> whether I can dominate her. You really need to have that randomizer looked at. I use, I use a real randomizer, just one or two, and that one is Joe, two is Cobra, and it's come up to like the last, I don't know, six episodes. Gotta, I think Cobra is involved in this. We yeah. got to get it looked at. All right, here we go. I love the back to the reference, back to the future reference. Very nice, Pat. Thank you. And that is why you're one of my favorite podcasters on the Long Box Crusade. <laughs> Damn it! Thank you. I'm all happy now. <laughs> oh, this could uh, be one of those episodes. Oh yeah. <clears throat> okay, here we go. <laughs>